Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Wednesday, September the 20th. And welcome to our commentary. Just a quick uh, just a quick note here at the beginning. If you're a baseball fan, and I know many of you are, this is the time of the year when baseball really becomes a lot of fun. And right now, the Rangers, the local team, the Houston Astros, the team uh, about a couple, let's say 250 miles down I-45 and uh, the Seattle Mariners, all three teams are basically fighting for the title of the American League West. And it's a tie. It's a three-way tie, pretty much. Pretty much so. So it's very exciting. Baseball is very exciting this time of the year when your team is uh, in a pennant race like this. Obviously, of those three teams I mentioned, uh, Houston, Texas, and Seattle, one of those three is probably not going to get in. Uh, potentially, potentially, there's still a possibility that they can, but it's going to be fun. These next two weeks are just going to be a lot of fun for baseball fans. So if you see me happy one day and if you see me a little sad another day, it's because of baseball. It'll do that to you when you're uh, when you're a passionate baseball fan as uh, as I am. Well, let's begin with uh, I've got a post over at the American Thinker. I have a post over at the American Thinker. Uh, this morning, Wednesday morning, about uh, this idea in, in the New York City Council that they wanted to bring down statues for George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. And, you know, you've heard the story of them. They want to bring these men down because they had slaves and all this kind of garbage that we have heard many other times before. And I don't think it's going to happen because I think even in a city run by Democrats, there are enough sane Democrats to know that this is way too crazy. Uh, when you're talking about bringing down George Washington, you're really bringing the, the history of the country down with you. But it, it is a sickness in, in, in many of these cities, many of these city councils, particularly in many of these Democrat cities. It's a sickness. The Democrat Party has been taken over by this crazy left wing that basically just wants to destroy the history of the country. They want to rewrite the history of the country to a history that they like, to a history that they want to write. And it's just not going to happen. I just don't believe the American people are going to let this happen. You're already seeing great backlash in this country against the cancel culture. We've gone way too crazy with all these things, with all these things, you know, boys playing with girls and men showering in the girls' locker room. It's just not accepted. And the American people are rejecting this uh, across the board. So, I guess the good news is that it's not going to happen. The bad news is that there are people promoting these ideas uh, about you know bringing down a statue of George Washington or bringing down a statue of Thomas Jefferson. You know these cities, these cities, as I mentioned in my article, they have so many problems. You know they have crime. There's shortage of shortages of police. They're losing people. People are leaving these cities. You would think they have more important things to do than to argue about statues or changing the names of schools or changing the, the names of streets. You know, they got bigger problems than that. But unfortunately, this is what happened when you're taken over, when the Democrat Party is taken over by these extreme left-wing extremes who frankly hate the country. It isn't just a disagreement. I mean, look, I, I know that George Washington was a slave owner. I know that. I learned that when I was in high school. So it's not like, you know, I needed to read a book today to figure that out. But I see the big picture of a man like George Washington and the big picture 
of a man like Thomas Jefferson. And I look at their lives in total and their total contributions to the country and to the history of the world, uh, to say the least. But these ideologues in many of these city councils, frankly, have become very, very destructive. And I don't know what's going to happen. People keep leaving these cities. They are moving out of these cities. Um, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take. I think I know what it's going to take, and that is governors in some of these states who have the guts to stand up to these extremes and say, no, you're not going to take down a, a monument of George Washington. No, we're not going to let you do that. That's crazy. We need Democrats who talk that way to these left-wing crazy elements who have taken over their, their party. So check out my post over at the American Thinker about uh, a movement within the New York City Council to bring down these uh, monuments of George Washington. There's a very interesting post uh, that I have coming out Thursday morning about an article by a, a fellow named Alfredo Ortiz. And Alfredo writes, he has a website and he writes a great deal about job creation and capitalism. And he just wrote an article saying that more and more Hispanics are walking away from the Democrat Party over the economy, that the economy is really hurting Democrats. And you know, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense when you just think about it. Number one, the price of gasoline, it's killing families and especially killing uh, Hispanic families. One of the points that he made uh, in the article that I thought was very interesting is that, you know, when you think of people working from home, those tend to be more service-oriented industries, like, you know, an office job, maybe uh, a, the kind of job where you can sit in front of a computer and work from home. But a lot of Hispanics are in blue-collar jobs where they got to take the train or they got to take the car to go to work, and they got to go to work. And that, of course, is costing them gasoline. And the more the gasoline goes up, not just the gasoline, but the food prices go up, then the inflation goes up, and this is impacting them a great deal. And, and this is why he writes that Biden economics is moving a lot of Democrat, a lot of Hispanics from the Democrat Party to uh, to the Republican Party. Now, I put in my post that I think there are a couple of other things going on, too, not just economics. Economics is clearly what is driving this. But I, I, I put a post in there in my post. I I mentioned about social values. I think a lot of Hispanics are very conservative in their social values. And when you go to a Hispanic family and you're talking about boys playing in the girls team, I just don't think that registers. I just don't believe that registers. I, I just think a lot of parents go, wait a minute, that's crazy. You, you mean some man is going to be sharing the locker room with my daughter? No, that's crazy. So I, I think a lot of that is also driving this movement. It isn't just the economy. The economy is the chief factor, I agree. But there are other things behind the economy uh, that are driving this, and that's one of the points that I make in my uh, in my uh, in my post. Well, today Wednesday we saw the Attorney General before the House. I caught parts of it. It's very difficult to watch these hearings because you know the Democrats are all trying to protect the Attorney General, and obviously the Republicans are asking questions, and it becomes a joke. I mean, it's like this side has five minutes, and this side has five minutes, and nothing gets answered because they're not forcing the attorney general to answer anything. But I thought there was one congresswoman, the, the lady from Ukraine, who's a, obviously a nationalized, naturalized 
U.S. citizen, as I am. And she was originally born in Ukraine, and, and she came to the United States, I believe, as a young woman, and is now a, a member of Congress. I don't remember what state she represents, but she's a very capable, very capable member of Congress. And she was asking a question, you know, giving her own little speech, but making some pretty amazing points about what is happening in the country. When you see, for example, the way that Hillary Clinton was treated with documents and now the way that uh, they want to treat Donald Trump. When you see the way that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's uh, investigations are going, but look at the way they're investigating Trump. When you see that, you know, they're naming uh, Americans domestic terrorists for because they're going to a parent teachers meeting or because they're protesting in front of an abortion clinics. These are things that are pretty scary that that make the Justice Department look very political at a time when the country is deeply divided. And I thought her presentation, if you have a chance to catch it, I thought her presentation was the best of all of the, the people today. I mean, the others were good too. Jim Jordan is always good. And some of the others were very good as well. But hers was, I thought, the most passionate and I think most to the point. I think she relates. I think a lot of Americans are going to relate to what she was saying. You know, we're all very concerned about the politicization politicization of the Department of Justice. It's a very troubling thing. It's a very troubling thing, especially for people like myself who came from other countries where you don't have that separation between justice and politics, you know, where justice is often applied with a sense of vengeance against your political enemies. That's something that many of us know and have seen firsthand. And we hate to see that happen in the United States, but to some degree that's happening. And I think the next president of the United States is going to have to really clean up the Department of Justice. And uh, they're going to have to take a look at the FBI as well. Not everybody in the FBI, most of the men and women who are out in the street, the agents and so on, they're doing just fine. And they're doing a good job protecting the country. But clearly, 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 the leadership of the FBI got way ahead of itself. And, you know, they were spying and using their powers to go after the Trump administration, to go after the Trump campaign. And that is unacceptable. You cannot have that kind of behavior. If you do, if you accept that kind of behavior, then you're going to you're going to lose the country. And I'm afraid we're doing that. I'm afraid we're doing that with more and more Americans questioning whether justice in this country is fair or, or one-sided. Well, let me leave you today with a happy birthday. Happy birthday to Sophia Loren who is 89 years old today. I just saw a recent picture of her, and she looks great. I mean, she looks absolutely great. Now, for my generation, of course, she was maybe the sex goddess of, of the screen. I, I don't know if others feel the same way, but she was just an absolutely beautiful woman. And her movies, of course, would emphasize just how beautiful she was. And she made a lot of funny movies as well, those movies that she made with Marcelo Mastrioni that were really uh, comedies, uh, many of them about, you know, relationships and so on. So we wish a very happy number 89 to one of the most beautiful women in the world. I believe she was born in Rome. She's Italian, but I, I think it was Rome where she was born on this day in what would be 1934. Makes her 89 years old. I just cannot even imagine Sophia Loren at 89 because every time I see uh, an image of Sophia Loren, I think of a much beautiful and younger uh, Sophia Loren. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.